What's up guys, this is Zhishen here, and in this podcast series, I hope to talk more about the current affairs which are affecting us. Each week, I will select a particular incident and elaborate on how it affects us in Singapore. Similarly, I'll bring over guest speakers each week to discuss their views on a particular matter. Stay tuned! Hi, good evening. It's been a while since I've uploaded my previous podcast episode. I was busy revising for my prelim exams, and thankfully, I've been able to see some improvement in my subjects. Currently, I'm able to record some podcast episodes before my A-levels, so stay tuned. And for today's episode, I'll be discussing about FICA, or more commonly known as the Foreign Interference Countermeasures Bill. I'll give you a brief rundown of what is FICA, the arguments for FICA, the arguments raised against FICA, and my personal opinions about it. So, let's get to it. So, what's the summary of FICA? FICA is aimed at protecting Singapore's political sovereignty from foreign influence or intervention. The proposed legislation targets not just hostile information campaigns conducted on behalf of foreign actors, but also covers political affiliations, donations, and the management of gifts and arrangements with politically significant presence. I'm going to quote this off the Straits Times article, which is called Five Things to Know About FICA, The Law to Counter Foreign Interference. The parliament recently passed the FICA Act yesterday after a 10-hour debate in parliament. So what is FICA? It, an example of, of what the bill seeks to target is actions which in, include artificially amplifying certain views to manipulate public opinion or hot-button issues, stir up discord and unrest, or undermine confidence in institutions. So secondly, why was it introduced? The Ministry of Home Affairs, MHA, has said foreign interference poses a serious threat to Singapore's sovereignty and national security. Many instances of hostile information campaigns being carried out against other countries have been uncovered in the past few years. The need for a law to counter these campaigns was mooted by the 2018 Select Committee on Deliberate Online Falsehoods. So, what and who does it target? FICA aims to target foreign entities believed to be carrying out hostile information campaigns here, including state actors. It does not target Singaporeans or other local entities that express their views, unless they are being used by foreign entities as proxies for interference, said MH, MHA. So, what is the process like? Firstly, the authorities identify a suspected hostile information campaign believed to be of foreign origin. If they determine that the campaign is directed at a political end and it is in the public interest to take countermeasures, meaning it is necessary or expedient to do so, they can issue directions to stem the spread of disinformation. Third parties like online platforms, ISPs or internet service providers, and website operators can then be compelled to block certain accounts or content in Singapore. Identified culprits can be arrested or prosecuted, but cannot be detained without trial. 
The Act also sets requirements for certain individuals and entities defined as politically significant persons, including political parties, political office holders, MPs, election candidates, and their election agents. Others can be designated as PSPs if their activities are directed towards a political end. It is in the interest of the public for the authorities to apply such countermeasures. The PSPs can be directed to disclose information about donations received, leadership or membership of organizations, and affiliations with foreign entities. Their activities can be restricted when necessary. Targeted entities can appeal against directions issued under FICA to the Ministry of Home Affairs or an independent reviewing tribunal headed by a Supreme Court judge. So number five, what concerns have been raised and what were the responses? Some have the concern that FICA could have a chilling effect on legitimate entities such as academics studying controversial issues and foreigners expressing opinions on Singapore politics. In response, MHA said that the law would not be applied to against most academic activities, including collaborating with others overseas, writing for international journals, and receiving international funding. FICA is also not intended to target foreigners who comment on local matters in an open and transparent fashion, the ministry said. The Workers' Party, WP, and other commentators have argued that the broad language of FICA opens up the possibility of abuse, including by a future government. Speaking in Parliament, Law and Home Affairs Minister K. Shamugam said that there are indeed trade-offs between the need to enable government to act effectively when necessary and to have checks against abuse. He noted that equivalent laws in other countries such as Australia, the United States, have even broader definitions and that such laws must enable governments to deal with a wide range of threats. At the same time, there are clear conditions that need to be met before FICA can be applied. FICA represents the best balance that we can find between dealing with the risk and providing checks against abuse, he said. The WP has also said that the Act restrains judicial oversight and it is not possible to challenge directions through a judicial review. But Mr. Shamuga said that the court process is unsuitable for dealing with foreign interference, given that the process may involve highly sensitive intelligence and that any leaks could have serious consequences. Another concern is that FICA has been rushed through by the parliament without being subjected to public consultation or scrutiny by a select committee. To this, Mr. Shabgoyen has said that the issue of foreign interference has been discussed extensively more than three years in parliament, public forums, and the media. Most people agree that it's a threat and something that needs to be done, he said. So for the points raised against FICA, I will use the website whatfika.sg as reference. So we have time to find it first. Okay, found it. So what's what the arguments raised against FICA was that it has wide-ranging definitions. This was the most common concerns that was raised. So the extremely broad definitions contained within FICA serve as a catch-all for all a wide range for a wide range of activity, with serious ramifications for multiple stakeholders and sections of society, including academia, business, civil society, and the media. 
For instance, the definition of engaging in conduct on behalf of any foreign principle, defined to include anyone who isn't a Singaporean citizen, as well as any foreign government, legislature, political organization, or business, includes any activity that takes place with funding from, in collaboration with, or under an arrangement with that foreign principle, an arrangement encompasses foreign formal arrangements such as written contracts as well as unwritten agreements. Based on this, a local NGO co-hosting an event with a foreign embassy or company could also be deemed to be acting on behalf of the foreign principal, regardless of whether any money has changed hands. The meaning of conduct being directed towards a political end in Singapore includes seeking to bring out changes to the law or influence matters of public controversy or political debate. This is incredibly broad and can apply to a wide range of activities, including legitimate advocacy work undertaken by civil society organizations and activists, as well as journalistic reporting and analysis on opinion pieces. Due to its focus on hostile information campaigns, much of FICA also relates to electronic communication, communications activity, which is again, expensively defined to include all sorts of communication, whether via SMS, MMS, social media, or any relevant electronic or internet access service. This even includes sharing a URL or IP address. So what can the government do with it? Here's a breakdown. Part of FICA criminalizes clandestine electronic communications on behalf of a foreign principal and stipulates heavy penalties. Under Section 17, an individual who publishes material likely to be directed towards a political end in Singapore on behalf of a foreign principal can be fined up to $50,000 and or in prison for up to seven years if this activity is covert or involves deception. Under Section 18, an individual who, on behalf of a foreign principal, publishes information that will influence some to, someone to do something that is likely to be directed towards a political end in Singapore can be fined up to $100,000 and or in prison up to 14 years if this activity is covert. And a concern raised is that, according to FICA's explanatory notes, the term covert is defined as any conduct that is hidden or secret or lacking transparency, such as using encrypted communications platforms when communicating or interacting with foreign principal. Even preparing or planning for a Section 17 or 18 offence, whether this offence is ultimately committed or not, has been criminalised under Section 19, with penalties that can go as high as 60000 Singapore dollars and or nine months in prison. These offences are both arrestable and non-bailable. Part 3 of FICA gives the Minister of Home Affairs vast powers to issue directives that can require the removal or disabling of access to online content. The publication of a mandatory message, the handing over of information for investigations into whether foreign interference has occurred, or the banning of an app from being downloadable in Singapore. On top of this, the minister can declare an online location as a proscribed online location as long as being given one part three direction. Apart from a technical assistance direction or an app removal direction, this will make it illegal for the proprietor to solicit benefit or for anyone to provide support or enter into advertising deals with that platform. This will essentially shut down any independent media business or initiative by depriving them of revenue and funding. Compliance with these directions are mandatory Failure to comply will attract heavy fines and imprisonment. The offence of non-compliance is arrestable and non-bailable.
A second concern raised was how there was a lack of checks and balances in the FICA bill. Part of FICA relates to oversight arrangements, but there's a serious lack of independent checks of balances, like the POFMA or the Protection from Online Falsehoods and Manipulation Act. Compliance with directives issued under FICA is required upfront before any appeal can be taken. Appeals also have to be first submitted to the minister who issued the directions. However, unlike POFMA, appeals do not ultimately go to the High Court. Instead, they go to a reviewing tribunal appointed by the President on the advice of the Cabinet, which means that the President cannot exercise her own discretion. The Minister of Home Affairs with the approval of the President is empowered to fix the amount of remuneration that the members of the tribunal receive. The Minister for Home Affairs will also make the rules related to the practice and procedure, including the mode and burden of proof and admissibility of evidence, followed by the reviewing tribunal in considering appeals. It is unusual that a party to a legal proceeding can set the rules for how the proceedings take place. <laughs> an, enti- an, enti- an entity or individual designated by the authorities under Part 4 as a political significant can only appeal to the decision to the Minister of Home Affairs. However, the Minister of Home Affairs is also one who appointed the authorities empowered to make such designations in the first place. Orders and decisions made by the reviewing tribunal or the minister are final and not to be challenged in any court, except on the grounds related to compliance with any procedural requirement of the relevant law. This severely limits avenues for judicial review. During election periods, the Minister for Home Affairs is allowed to appoint an alternate authority to exercise the powers granted under Patriarchica, i.e. the ability to demand the removal or blocking of access to online content in their stead. So what are the implications of it? Although the issue of malign foreign interference is a serious one, FICA confers a large amount of power to the government, specifically to the Minister for Home Affairs. The proposed legislation does not provide enough checks and balances that will guard against any potential abuse of the bill's expensive powers. The bill is currently scheduled on a reading on 4th of October, which has been passed yesterday. And it was only a mere three weeks after it was first introduced in Parliament on the 13th of September. This does not give Singaporeans or their elected representatives sufficient time to read, analyse and consult on the proposed legislation. In fact, there has been issues raised which stated that there have been a notable lack of any public consultation on the issues of foreign interference and the measures that should be taken against it. I believe this should be rectified as before proposing any legislation, it is the right of the people to understand and analyze plus consult on the legislation that's being pushed through, especially as one that is wide ranging as FICA. A multi-party select committee should be appointed to carry out extensive public consultation free from any political bias and solely for the people. The term foreign interference should be clearly defined and measures enacted should take into consideration best practices in accordance with human international human rights standards. So that's my take on the FICA bill. I'd like to hear yours too, if you can comment. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this podcast series. It's been pretty fast. It's like 15 minutes plus. So yeah, if you have enjoyed the podcast series, please feel free to share this podcast series on relevant social media platforms. Um, This will provide us with great... Um, like no cloud (laughs) yeah so this is Sushen signing off 
Have a good evening. Stay safe. Bye-bye.